Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to another edition of Lockdown Hot Takes, Netflix style. I'm your Lodge Master with me as always is Brother Bishki. Happy Halloween, Lodge Master. And Brother Lucas. Spooky, scary, werewolf bar mitzvah, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. All right, well, it's it's just the three of us tonight taking on another Adam Sandler Netflix joint. Happy Madison. And this one is pure Happy Madison. Sandler is the star. He is front and center. And the movie is Hubie Halloween. That is the name of a movie that we all watched and that most of the country has probably watched or will watch before October 31st this year. Number one on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, that's where we're at. <laughs> yes. Look, look, look. Uh, we, we've been in quarantine for many a months. Uh, it's like yeah. being frozen in, in Antarctica, like in a ship, like when you're trying to get over the other side. <laughs> And so there's not a lot to eat on the boat. You know, there's not a lot of not movies, a lot. not a lot of movies to watch. So we we have to pick our battles. And uh, because of <laughs> Halloween and because of the the high streaming uh, numbers, I don't even know what to call it. But like, yeah, whatever. The algorithm, it's popular. And so we have to uh, dip our toes or bob yeah. uh, for apples in this tank. We'd be in the heart of prestige season right now if, if it was a normal We world. would. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> Dude, imagine Dune. Imagine No Time for Die. Imagine uh, oh, Tenet. Oh, remember remember Tenet? I don't. I didn't see it. I, I it's like leaving it. theaters now. Imagine even Uncut Gems at this point. Oh, my God. Sandler famously said if he didn't get an Oscar, he was going to make the worst movie that he could possibly make <laughs> just to fuck everybody over. I don't know if this is it. It feels pretty close. It feels pretty close. We get a lot of cameos. You're going to be hearing a lot about cameos in this. And the mm -hmm. first person you see in this movie is Ben motherfucking Stiller, who I haven't seen around. So I'm like, hey, Ben Stiller, how's it going? Uh, it's good to see you, man. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish he was the guy that was like, you know, coming back to his hometown because he's so good as that character. And they didn't really Ben Stiller. <sighs> he he's he's in it for maybe a minute. He reprises his original role from Happy Gilmore as the abusive uh, assisted living senior citizen like uh, nurse or yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But but now he's at a mental hospital and one of the one of the patients breaks out and that's the setup. There's a there's an escaped mental patient heading back to this town and cue Monster Mash. <laughs> that's the kind of movie we're dealing with. We got Monster Mash on the opening credits and Sandler is back and he is deep in another man child character, Hubie Dubois. With a voice that sounds kind of like a Cajun droopy it's, dog. It's the water boy. It's like the water boy. But it's, it's watered down water boy. It's yeah. like lazy, lazy water yeah. boy. His main character trait is that people just throw shit at him. That's what we're hanging our, that's what and, we're hanging our coat on. And he gets spooked. Like he gets, he gets, he gets scared. Spooked. 
easily. <laughs> and he has a thermos. That's like all there is to him. I don't know if I laughed in this movie. We'll see. But I smiled a couple times. I, I laughed exactly one I time. I think I did too, yeah. I'm going to note every time I smiled. I smiled for the first time when Hubie Dubois talks about his Swiss Army thermos. The first time. I thought that was cute. I thought that was that was pretty funny. He has a thermos that can do it all. It's like data from Goonies in thermos form. <laughs> Dead silence. But I also have to say, in the pantheon of Sandler characters, this one is low energy, which I kind of like, because if he was, like, peddled to the metal the whole time... Like Mr. Deeds? That shit grates on me so, so hard. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, I'm like you're getting paid how much to be this lazy, but I'm happy that he's low energy so that I don't want to like claw my fucking face off. And just, to, to and just to give our listeners some insight into just how zany this happy Madison production ranks <laughs> with all the recent ones in the cold open after the Ben Stiller character discovers that, that the patient has escaped and left this like really crude, like dummy in, in the bed pretending to be asleep, which was, I think, cold cuts with like hot dogs for a penis. Yeah. But uh, yeah. the very next scene of, of Hubie, of Adam Sandler, like he's riding his bike. People are throwing things at him. He's dodging things, but he's catching things, too. He catches some eggs like in his thermos. Yeah. And he and he stirs it up. He like swishes it up with whatever he's got in there and he drinks. He's like, like Rocky and he drinks it. And then within like two seconds he's projectile cg digi vomiting like as he's bike yes. riding and i'm like oh yeah. okay this is where we're at like this is what we're in okay in for got it yeah a lot of the gigs rely on and stunts rely on cg and five minutes in you can already tell it's so chaotically shot directed and especially edited like there's something very unnerving about the editing of this movie but in order to survive, you need to adjust your expectations as far as what a film is. Like you just you have to adjust forcibly into the Happy Madison vibe or else you're not going to make it. So I really I really tried to adjust myself, but it, the whole thing feels like it's held together by scotch tape, which I guess is charming to some people. But whew. yeah, I, I think I think you you already hit the nail on the head. You know, talking about how like lazy and low maintenance or like low energy <laughs> it is because yeah. They, yeah. they clearly like no one from the top down was like taking it seriously. Like, again, it's like a holiday. No. It's like, hey, we'll get yep. together. We'll go to Salem or Louisiana or Georgia, like wherever they film this. I don't even know. They did film it in Salem, actually. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So it's oh, like, wow. yeah, let's let's go to Salem, which I guess is something. a vacation. Of course, all of Sandler's kids are in it. Sadie and Sonny, his daughters, who kind of look like Adam Sandler in little girl form, which is <laughs> something like, to see. They're like middle aged children. Like they're they're like <laughs> yes. eight going yes. on like forty, and they play the daughters of Hubie's love interest, Julie Bowen, who. There is nothing about her character, Violet Valentine, that, that is, is real. believable. She is smitten with him. Her she is smitten no, with I was, him. No, I wrote, I wrote this down in my notes. Her performance mode is the ecstasies kicking in. This is the first time I've encountered a manic pixie dream milf. 
Like she is completely ridiculous in this. Yeah. And she is she is obsessed with Hubie and Hubie like he's a psycho. Like he's a total man child psycho. It's like he's not developed. There's nothing charming about him. Not in an all shucks mama's <laughs> no. boy kind of way. Like not even close. I mean, I almost found it refreshing that they didn't even try to do a love story or any, <laughs> any arc or anything. Because Right. It was just straight all the way through. She loves him. He loves her. But it's unrequited love. Yeah. There's no chemistry. There's nothing you have to deal with there. Because in, like, The Wrong Missy, they did a love story, and it was just – it ruined the movie yeah. kind of. So it's just like – Yeah. I think, I think there was a screenwriter who's a longtime collaborator who was just tired of – yeah, writing yep. and just said, OK, they know, they know it doesn't matter. Yeah, they know it doesn't matter. Uh, Steve Buscemi shows up as Hubie's new neighbor for a little burbs esque subplot. Now, do you guys think Buscemi watches the Sandler movies he's in? Do you think he's no seen them? Way. Do you no think, way. Do you, <laughs> he doesn't even read the scripts like he, he just like, gives, sure like, he like give me this. He gets the sides like on the day he shows up. And he reads yeah. through them and, and he probably like asked the director, Stephen Brill, who's also an actor, like, how should I play this? And Brill, like you said, is like, oh, the burbs play it like you're totally normal and friendly right. and nice because we don't want to tip our hand that something's going on just yet. But it's clear right. that like he's he's something's up. He's somebody. I thought he was a vampire, but but not. But he's not. Academy Award nominee June Squibb shows up wearing a shirt reading Boner Donor. And speaking of reading the script, imagine her, imagine sweet, kindly June Squibb's facial expression when she encounters that particular detail in the script. That's basically her character is that she wears raunchy shirts she found at the flea market. And imagine her face reading that. I just wish they never mentioned it. Like, I, I think it's, it's funny yes. when you see her wearing it, but as soon as they start talking about it, it kills the joke for me. Yeah. And they keep talking about it because oh. she wears like 10 of them within a movie set in like 48 hours. And it's like, what's a boner? <laughs> what's a boner mean? I think it means like a mistake or something. And then there's like a gag later about it. And it's like, oh, man, it would just be funny if like it never she just never addressed it like ever. But I bet that shit is playing like gangbusters in just like living rooms family across rooms across yeah, america true, yes true it's it's hitting hard because imagine because yeah i'm watching this alone like literally alone sure but don't cry for me because i've got a beautiful <laughs> screening room and like projection yes but, yes but i i try to like imagine that the tuesday night discount crowd or, or yeah. being in a living room in like toledo with my with my bubka who's like what did yeah. you just say like what's he talking about and i'm like i don't know grandma like bubka needs the <laughs> subtitles on for sure but she'd have a great time i had to put my subtitles on because i thought that that adam sandler's mumbling i was like losing stuff i was like i can't really hear exactly <laughs> what he's saying because i've been drinking um yeah another smile alert when all the female news anchors on TV are dressed as Harley Quinn for Halloween, I smiled. That was funny to me. Yeah. They dwell on it again, though, too much. Yeah. No, the one laugh that, that it, the movie gave me wasn't so much the the line as it was the actor giving the line reading. And they got some guy, I don't know who he was, like a character actor to play the like elementary middle school principal. And, yeah. and Hubie's like giving some kind of safety seminar speech for like Halloween or whatever. And like the crowd just starts booing Adam Sandler, like yeah. super hard. Everybody in the town hates him. And the principal's like, stop it. He's a human being. <laughs>
Why does everybody hate him? I mean, I know that the movie slowly turns around into its sappiness as like a lesson about not being mad at people who are different. But everybody in the town, except for this awkward teenage love story that they try to shoehorn in there, everybody in the town hates him. They actively loathe him. Is that funny? Like, does that help the movie? No, it didn't. It didn't work for me. It just felt uh, like it was just fun for him to dodge stuff. And he was good at dodging stuff. Like that was one of the jokes is like he had reflexes, I guess. I guess. But it didn't tie into anything. I felt like, no, it should have been because he got Halloween canceled or something that year. I don't yeah, know. There was no reason like it should have been. Yeah, he got Halloween canceled through no fault of his own sometime, you know, right. right. Or some sort of backstory. Too like lazy. They're just too lazy to, to give a back. Too lazy. They yeah. know it doesn't matter. Yeah. We got another cavalcade of cameos coming up. We got Colin Quinn. Very brief. Very brief. Michael Chiklis is on hand. What the fuck? Keenan Thompson, George Wallace, and my next huge smile was Tim Meadows showing up. Oh, I yeah. love Tim Meadows. I haven't seen him in a oh, while. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's great. I laugh at everything that man says. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't pass over um, Ray Liotta. Current Chantix era Ray Liotta <laughs> is on board. <laughs> And he calls Hubie Pubie. He's he's Hubie's bully. Yeah. And Ray Liotta puts way more chutzpah into this movie than Adam Sandler does. Yeah. Pretty much pretty much anybody does, but Ray Liotta especially. He's having a great time. He probably yeah. he probably has a cabin up there somewhere, you know, and he knows the area. Like I'm sure there's some great stories because he looks like he's having a great time. I was hoping Ray Liotta would have been the escape mental patient and he would have been like the scary guy coming back to town because he is so scary. Well, they keep building up this escape mental patient and you know it's going to be a cameo. Did you guys have any feelings or inklings as to who it was going to be? Because they build it up for a while. Yeah, I thought it was going to be David Spade or someone from SNL. Ooh, yeah, Spade. Like Michael, Ma- like Michael Myers, <laughs> but the actual Michael Myers, you know? Right. Like, like as himself, Ooh. like that would have been good. That would be real Ooh, good. that's a live recast right there. <laughs> but no, it's Rob motherfucking Schneider. Rob motherfucking <laughs> Schneider looking like a Cato Caitlin type character. He's got like this blonde yeah. surfer wig kind of. Very Cato-esque. And he doesn't really add anything to the proceedings. It turns out that he and Buscemi are both werewolves. And it's kind of mm. like a red herring that goes off to nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't really land. uh, (laughs) Didn't really tie into anything. It was like, hey, let's throw a bunch of shit against the wall. This is the definition of a laundry folding movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, I was going to invoke it. This is laundry folding certified. When you watch the You should not give this your full attention. You just shouldn't. It's not good for you. But if it's if it's on the periphery and every time you look over, something kind of funny looks like it's happening out of context because you're missing context. that isn't even there in the first place. Then you might have a good time. (laughs) Yeah. No, you need to be like prepping your Halloween costume or like carving carving a pumpkin, like doing anything. But giving your full attention to this movie. Yeah. Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph are a couple in this. And I'm like, movie, stick with those two. Mm -hmm. 
like just just follow those two like let's drive off with them and never look back we'll we'll never say the word hubie again go with where the sparkle is guys anyway that was too much to dream <laughs> yeah i can't i'm trying to think of a salad dragon um no nah. yeah i don't was there anything that stands out i'm trying to think was it the poop <laughs> Wasn't the poop. They didn't put in enough work to craft a proper salad dragon that would be earned. So I, ne- I, I never remember being shocked or blown away. Like I was no. waiting for that one scene where I was like, whoa, no. but it never really came. I don't think 40 minutes in. I made note that my bones had been flatlined at half a bone for the entire movie so far. That was my discovery at 40 minutes. I didn't know how it was going to overcome that, but I did have another smile with uh, Maya Rudolph's delivery of the line. Oh, and, uh... Yes. Hubie Doobie. Careful. I gotta give credit where due. <laughs> My only laughs, like, when Sandler was doing his voice, there was one point where he was, like, whispering it, and he was like... Yeah. Hello, it was Sometimes when he does that voice, it does get me. Like, it, it brings catches back... you off guard, it yeah. It brings back the SNL, like... Um, opera man or i don't know which character exactly that he used it for but. yeah yeah it was great seeing ray Liotta in a suit and a clown wig that was a good look toward the end mm-hmm. on the halloween night oh my sixth smile there's a sultry radio voice that kind of you hear on the radio throughout the movie and throughout the town and they go to the radio station and this sultry female voice belongs to Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq Fu. Mm-hmm. I, I spoiled that one accidentally looking through the IMDb credits. Like so. Oh, you saw Shaquille. Yeah, you knew I he was Shaq coming up. I was like, I knew it was going to be Shaq when they were when he was slow. He looked like he was having a pretty good time. Yeah. He looked yeah, like he was that having was an surreal. Right but that scene didn't land for me. I, I thought I was just like, this is now in the realm of pure surrealism. And like I don't <laughs> care. Like I just don't care. It's not funny. <laughs> Um, it's like a weird uh, aside that doesn't even really fit in with anything. I don't, sure. I don't know. I felt like it could have been funnier. It just. But again, in living rooms, man, that shit is slaying, slaying them dead. I yeah. guarantee it. I guarantee it. Saving Halloween. <laughs> and then there's a little riff on Friday the 13th where the uh, the killer or whatever turns out to be none other than June Squibb. And I thought basically her deadpan delivery of the sappy final speech for me inflated my bones. Like I loved watching her blossom at the end. I was like, are they really going to just stick her with these silly sex t-shirts and we're not going to get anything else out of this Corvette that they have covered in the garage? But no, they took her for a spin. She she earns her stripes. And I got to say, she charmed the shit out of me. I love June Squibb. Yeah. What did you guys think of the ending? Yeah, it was definitely it put me in the mood to watch the original Friday the 13th, which I did follow immediately following it just because I needed to like rinse like some eye bleach in my in myself. Yeah. But no, I love June Squibb. I mean, I thought she was good in about Schmidt, you know, where she was Jack Nicholson's wife. Yeah, classic. And she's been in a bunch of things between now and then. But yeah, she was funny. She had some great moments. Um, this made me want to see her team up with Ma and like just fucking oh, yeah. go on a tear. Yeah, she's like 90. So like she needs to like, team up with like Ma soon. Fried green tomatoes meets <laughs> uh, Slumber Party Massacre. Yes, why not? Yeah. Come on now. I was a little worried I was watching the uh, 
I was watching on my iPhone in a hotel. In oh, you watched it on your iPhone. That's good, though. That's probably, that's probably the way they intended it. Yeah, that feels yeah. like yeah. it should go down even easier. And and I so I was checking the time from here and there. And I saw it was wrapping up, and I checked the time. It was 20 minutes left. I was like, what Yeah, what world? was up with that? But then we enter like a 15 minute credit sequence, which was, yeah, we do. Which was, which was fine. Like, it was just like a little goofy, like tribute to every cameo in the movie. Yeah. Ray Liotta and, curses yeah. a lot when he messes, when he blows his lines. Yeah. Can and, you believe it? And, and we get a bunch more <laughs> like spooks where Sandler gets, uh, spooked and makes the, it makes everyone watching <laughs> laugh. But then they went to like, <laughs> this film is dedicated to this kid who died of epilepsy. And then it kind of, it's a touching tribute, but yeah, again, at the end of a comedy, you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they're like, the, yeah, the music, the laughs, like everything stops right there. You're just like, yep. fuck. It's just silence. Well, out of that silence comes these Hubie Halloween bones. Bishki, what do you got cooking up for Hubie? So as I, as I mentioned, uh, uh, I watched this on my iPhone. I was in Casper, <laughs> Wyoming. Nice. Uh, I was visited by no ghosts. I had no spooks. Uh, <laughs> I gave this film my full undivided attention. Oh, no. And uh, as I do with all LodgeCast movies, I will never, as pro. ever let our LodgeCast audience down by, by folding laundry. But this is a laundry folding movie. Absolutely. And uh, laughs were very few. Um, it did not have, like, the wrong Missy had Lauren Lapkus, who made me laugh quite yeah. a few times. Uh, th There's no standout performances. And there were, the cameos were, I don't know, they were a little phoned in. I mean, they're all, like... They were okay. They're There's all, like, happy them, to see least. you, but there were no nothing like Chris Farley and, like, Billy Madison or anything like that. It's just sure. nothing approaching that. Um, that being said, <laughs> Sandler's a little more enjoyable than David Spade. Like I, I don't, I don't mind him in most capacities. Um, He's easier on the eye for sure. Yeah, yeah. After having, Arguably. after having never seen a Happy Madison production going into 2020, I've now seen two. Oh man, so, so fucking oh, crazy. Man. I am done with them for a long time. We got to push off at yeah, least I don't know yeah. how many years before we see the next Happy Madison movie. <laughs> but um, I'm going to throw old Hoobie one spooky bone. One and, spooky uh, bone. If you dare to watch it, don't give it your full attention because it's going <laughs> to... It's going to require you to do something with the family while you watch. Okay. <laughs> okay, one bone from Bishki. LT, what do you got? What's in your cauldron? Yeah, I got to... Go with Brother Bishki's One Bone, myself as well. Because, um, yeah, the premise is right, man. I, I love the Halloween uh, setting, you know, time of year. Sure. I, I love the Everybody loves that shit. I love the premise of a crazy person breaking out of a mental hospital and returning to their hometown. I love the premise of a weird, spooky old man next door neighbor moving in. I love, yeah, the Jason Voorhees mom is the killer twist. Like, I love all of these things. And I love Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. Like, I do love Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and his early stuff. This sounds like the movie for you, then. 
but it's too lazy. It's like, if you don't care, if you don't try, then why do I like, why am I watching this? Like I, I would much yeah. rather like watch, you know, Garfield's Halloween special or Charlie Brown's sure. Halloween special. Cause there's heart and soul and craftsmanship and care and all this shit that Hell goes yeah. into it that I subconsciously Preach. am like picking up on, even if I'm, you know, not a hundred percent, you know, the, the demographic for it or whatever. So with this, I was like, man, I want to be laughing more. I want to be scared more. And they thought like, Oh, it'll be funny if he digi vomits, or it'll be funny if he just spastically breaks shit when he's scared or acts like a spaz and, <laughs> or people throw things at him. And it just, yeah, it only goes so far unless it pays off in a big way, you know, yeah. uh, where like there is a killer and the killer throws knives and Hubie's able to dodge the knives because he's been dodging shit mm. his whole life. Mm -hmm. yeah. but, yes. but you don't yes, have, you queen. don't have this, you don't have this. Um, so it's I, not I, in there. I, I, have to give it, I have to give it one bone, but, but, uh, you're giving it a full bone, but I just, I just wish it makes me think about all the SNL cast members, like, like even going back to like, you know, Bill Murray did Ghostbusters, you know, but like, God, I would have loved to have seen Chevy Chase do memoirs of the Invisible Man with the original director, Ivan Reitman. And it was going to be like, I think, more of a slapstick comedy before it all turned into like what it became. But like, I don't know, I just think everyone like every actor or producer or a writer or creator out there, I feel you should definitely develop at least one like holiday themed movie, whether it's Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, 4th of July, Halloween. I think it's just like ripe for it's money uh, in the bank. It is. Yeah. yeah. Because people like the audience automatically relates to it. Like we all relate yep. to any one of those holidays, even if we're like a foreigner, we have some kind of concept of what it is. So I think more people should really explore it and do it. And, and I think a lot of people don't because, you know, they don't, they don't want to like uh, spend, you know, two or three years of their lives making a holiday movie. But if it's good, it's like something people will watch every It'll be forever. single year. Yeah. And Christmas motherfucking vacation. And Hubie Halloween is not it. I, I would recommend people <laughs> watch uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, which is a very good uh, comparable film. One that I would recommend is mm, Boo, a Medea Halloween. Um <laughs> Boo has so much yeah, more. Yeah, the first one. The Boo, first one. The first one, not, not the, the second, second one. one. Not Boo 2. Not, not Boo 2. But Boo, a Medea Halloween <laughs> has so much more energy and improvisation Agreed. and laughs from Tyler Perry. So many more laughs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So if you're going to yeah. watch a Halloween movie, I'd watch Boo over Hoobie. But, uh, I second that. I second that emotion. We got one bone. We got one bone. You know, I was at a half a bone. I was cruising. My cruising altitude was half a bone the whole fucking time. And then I had that little June squib bump. She bumped me. She bumped me up to one. So we're three boys, three bones total among us. And that's that's what we're giving Hubie. And that's what he deserves. It's a one bone movie, y'all. Your family, your family might lose its collective shit in the living room while watching it. But that doesn't mean that you give it any more than one bone. It's but unconscionable alone on a, to go but above alone one. on a Saturday night is different, man. It's a lot different. It's way different. <laughs> I would say put it on mute even because you get a lot of the, the production design of the, the fall and the decorations. Like you could just do other shit. Listen to a podcast while you have Hubie Halloween on <laughs> muted. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like the Christmas bonfire of movies, basically. You just yeah. Yes, it's a Yule log. It's a Hubie <laughs> yeah. log. Yeah. Well, we did it, y'all. We made it through. Bishke says no more Happy Madison for years. We'll see about that. I know, years man. become I, I months. Believe, become I never days. thought. I never thought we would do another one, but here we are, man. Twenty twenty. We're yeah. we're gonna be doing a lot more. Just you wait yeah. and have fun this Halloween. Make the best out be of this safe. Halloween that you be possibly well. can. Have yeah. good PG thirteen fun this Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Love and spooky light. Love and spooky light, y'all. Hey!